Praise the Lord. This is Evangelist Julius Adewumi. And I pray that the Lord will open your ears to this message that I am going to bring to you at this hour. Uh, this message was actually presented before a prayer group meeting. And the Lord is sending a revival of love. Divine love. He said, by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples when ye have love one for another. This that has been missing in the body of believers worldwide it's time for it to be revived so that the Lord can come quickly. There's been a prophecy that said the Lord will continue to delay his coming until this fire, the fervent fire of love is realized in the body of Christ. I pray that the Lord will open your heart to get this deep into your heart and such a love like this. And let's, let me just go through the examples of love that we can see in the scriptures and see what the Lord is calling us unto at this end time. He's calling us unto divine love. And divine love, when we read the scripture that says in First Corinthians chapter 13, we read what the divine love really is. It should make every individual to search himself and say, Lord, I need your anointing to be able to exercise this. In, in the first example that comes to mind is the story of Jonathan and David. Can we find such a love as this? In First Samuel chapter 18, I will read quickly and see where David killed Goliath. And it came to pass when he had made an end of speaking to Saul, that the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David. And Jonathan loved him as his own soul. And when you look at this example, you see that Jonathan was the one that was showing this love. Because sometimes love can be one-sided. And the Bible says in verse 3, And Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. And what did he do? To show his love. And Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that was upon him and gave it to David. And his garments, even to his sword, and to his bow, and to his garment. In short, Jonathan gave to David everything that he himself used to protect himself. See, what does that, how, how can that be? That's like a sacrificial love. Not that he was going to the battle without any of these equipments, but that was the type of love, what he, what respect and what love he has for David. And the Bible says, can we find such a love as this? And let's look at another example that comes to mind. In John chapter 20, I will read the, the story, actually, we can read it from when Mary and the Bible said, the woman that came and was weeping at the feet of Jesus, and was washing Jesus Christ's feet with her tears and wiping it off with her hair. And in chapter 20, it finally was revealed to us by Apostle John that it was Mary that did this thing. Now, in chapter 20, we see where, John chapter 20, we see where Mary showed that this love that Christ said, he that has been much has been forgiven, will love much. When Christ dispatch that woman to, to go in peace. Now here is where this woman started showing the love that she had for Christ. In John chapter 20, after the Messiah has been crucified, and everybody fled from him. Even after his death, these are the people that still stay behind, even the women. Mary, mother of Jesus, was staying there until you can say that was just motherly love. But here is one that is not motherly love. 
Neither is it the romance type of love. But it's the, it's the agape, the love that comes from the Spirit. In John chapter 20, the first day of the week, comment Mary Magdalene, Harley, when it was yet dark. See, see, can we find such a love like this? When it was yet dark, this woman, perhaps with some few other women, come all oh, rushing to the sepulchre because they wanted to, they, they, they have not forsaken him even though he was dead. And they came unto the sepulchre and see the stone taken away from the sepulchre. And the Bible said she, according to this one, it was Mary alone, according to this report, then she ran it and coming to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and said unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulchre, and we know not where they have laid him. Mary came and called them, and they went there and saw these things. They didn't know what to think about it. So they went back and left. Verse 11 says, But Mary stood without at the sepulchre, weeping. See, can we find such a love like this? She stood without weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulchre and see two angels in white sitting, the one at the head and the other at the feet where the body of Jesus had lain. And they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? And she said unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. They will say, Can we find such a love like this? And when she had turned, when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing, and knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said unto him, Sir, if thou have borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. You can see how she was desperately wanting to still get this master away. She wanted to, if possible, carry her, if she's there, want to carry her to where Lazarus was buried before, perhaps. If you think perhaps this is a hired grief, can we find such a love like this? Why is she the one that was more concerned? What about the, the closer disciples or the mother or all the relatives? See, can we find such a love like this? This is what we are talking about here when Christ is saying this agape love must come into the heart. It comes from the Word of God. It comes from the Holy Spirit. And it goes beyond eating together living together. Here is the example that Jesus Christ showed about this agape love to Simon Peter even. In John chapter 21 we know the story of Simon Peter. After Simon sworn and said I will even lay down my life with you. I can even go to prison or die to jail with you. And Jesus Christ said before the cock crow twice you will deny me three times tonight. And it happened. And afterwards, Simon Peter wept after he had done that. But Christ came back to show the love. That is, he didn't forsake Simon. He didn't not cast him off because, if you remember, the Lord Jesus said, He that denied me before men, him will I also deny before my father and before the holy angels. That word will have been ringing in the ears of Simon. He would have said, Well, it's over. But to Christ, he has already forgiven him because he has told him about that already before it happened. And here is John chapter 21. After this thing, Jesus showed himself again 
in verse 1 to his disciples at the sea of Tiberias and on this wise showed he himself they were together Simon Peter and Thomas called Didymus and Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee and the sons of Zebedee and two other of his disciples and Simon Peter said unto them I go a fishing they said unto him we also go with thee now whether Simon Peter likes it or not he has become a leader and they were following him wherever, wherever he was going Christ was going to corner him because Christ wanted him to lead, all right? Christ has already appointed him to be the leader, but not to go back fishing. So they went with him. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately. And that night they caught nothing. But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore. But the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said unto them, Children, have ye any meat? They answered him, No. He said unto them, well, cast the net on the right side of the ship, and ye shall find. So they cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. Therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved said unto Peter, It is the Lord. Now verse 15 is where I am really going. In John chapter 21. And here is verse 15. So when they had dined, Jesus said unto Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than this? Now, we are talking about, can we find such a love like this? Which love are we talking about? It's the love that Jesus is portraying here that I'm trying to make it to see. Jesus wanted to draw that love from Apostle Peter. Because love can say, yeah, I love you, but it's, it's uh, on the surface. It's not deep. That love that is not deep, that is just coming from the surface, can easily be beaten by the devil can easily be beaten by circumstances love that is on the surface can easily be beaten by situation when you run into the first wall the love will bounce back and say i don't think i want to go through this wall but christ wants that agape one that we hanging tough that wants to go deeper than just surface and that is what is going to draw out of peter right now because until peter thinks deeper into what christ was asking him that's when he wept, when it becomes like a groaning. That is, you are not taking this thing seriously. That is exactly what Christ wanted to pull out. Many people will go into a relationship without really taking it seriously. It's like a surface, surface kind of love, artificial love. But it can be drawn when you really look deep into what am I committing to, then take it seriously. What am I committing my life to, then take it seriously. It's the same thing with loving Christ. That's why he said, count the cost of a discipleship. Count the cost. That it's not just where we just follow them to show you this church. If something doesn't work out, I just give up on this religion. The count the cost. The love that he's asking for, that we lay down his life for what you believe. It's the same love that he said, we lay down your life for the brethren. That is the love that he's asking for. That is the, life, the love that never forsook Christ, that made Magdalene earth. Even when he was dead and all the disciples fled because the soldiers took over. This woman was still there wanting to carry the body. See, that is the agape love that Christ is talking about. And he's going to draw it out of Peter in a moment because he was going to ask leading question that will make him realize that he has been shallow, shallow, shallow in the soul, the surface. That is the kind of love is, yeah, I love you, Lord. It's too shallow. Christ wanted to go deeper than that. To think of what you are seeing. 
A lot of people go to in marriage, they go to there and say, You I do. And Jesus said this do on the surface. And the first trouble and they wanted to pack and go. They begin to wonder, do they really do? Say, because they are just saying it's too shallow kind of love, it's too much on the surface. They need to go deeper. They need to really understood they need to think deep they need to count the cost of what they are saying and what they are loving what they are giving themselves into the same thing with the relationship with christ we have to look at what we are committing to and say lord i love you me i'm ready to lay down my life for you that is exactly the agape love that christ is looking for and this is what he's saying the body of christ must have at this time at this end time it must go deeper than just the surface. And here is what Christ started asking Apostle Peter. Simon, son of Jonas, loveth thou me more than this, that is more than just eating together, as long as I'm providing the food, as long as I'm giving you miracles, fish in surplus, you clap your hands and say, praise God. Do you love me more than this? And Simon Peter really didn't grasp the depth of the question. He said, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. And Christ said, Okay, well, feed my lambs. It didn't sink deep into him yet. So he said to me again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Now that began to open the eyes of Simon. Why, is he, why was he asking again? And he said to him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. And Christ said, well, feed my sheep then. Now the Lord was going to make it so agonizing this time. In the third calling, in the third question, the Lord pulled in the spirit. He said, Simon, Simon Jonas, lovest thou me? Now because the spirit is involved, Peter was going to feel the agony of this. Make him wake up and think deep that this is not just if shallow thing he was asking for this is are you ready to lay down your life for me this is serious now this is not just the type you just say without moon you can say without moon waking up peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time lovest thou me it's like are you doubting me where well, he's doubting if he's doubting you now if you're if you're just saying it shallowly and on the surface and someone has to now wake up and say what am i saying do i really mean what i'm saying Am I meaning it when I'm saying that or my mind is, uh, my heart means something else, my mouth saying something else. And that is exactly what the Lord wants the, the heart and the mouth to unite. So that this is coming from the deep spirit that is within us. And Apostle Peter was grieved because he said that, he said it the third time, love it thou me. And this is what the Lord is saying, say, can we find such a love like this? Now, the Lord himself was the one that showed uh, the first love to Peter because he could have casted Peter off. If Christ was to maintain the, the word that he said, that he that denied me before men, him will I deny before my Father which is in heaven. But Christ was not going to impose that upon Peter. He came back loving Peter. He came back looking for him. He came back. When even Peter wanted to go back to fishing, fishing the fishes, God came back and pulled him back and said, I want you on this side. Give up the sea of Galilee. Come back to the sea of the men of the world and come and fish for men. And then Christ began to pull that divine love, the love that would be committed, the commitment love. Christ was asking him for that commitment. 
And that is what these three questions really mean. Lovest thou me? He said, yes, I do. He said, feed my lambs. He said, lovest thou me? He said, yes, I do. He said, feed my sheep. Now the third time he was going to say, lovest thou me? And Peter was grieved. And he said unto the Lord, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Now he was talking from the deep heart, from the deep soul. That Lord, you know everything. You know my heart. Now the heart and the mouth are uniting right now. And the Lord said, feed my sheep. Now the Lord said the last verse, they said, Very, very, I say unto thee, When thou was young, thou guardest thyself, and walkest whither thou would. But when thou, art be, when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thy hands, and another shall guard thee, and carry thee whither thou would not. And people say, according to this Bible, by that it signifies the type of death that Apostle Peter will die. Verse 19 said that, See, this spake he, signifying by what death he should glorify God. And I, what, after I said, he said, follow me. Now, this is what we are saying. Can we find such a love like this? Lord gave me this sermon. He said, preach it. I said, well, what will I say? And he gave me these few examples of what he meant by, can we find such a love like this? The Lord himself said, look at the example of Jonathan. Loving David giving all that he has without looking back in first Samuel chapter 18 look at the example of Christ saying he that is forgiven much will love much when he was talking to Mary when she came weeping for her sins that were many because all the city knew her to be a sinner and she wept and wept upon Jesus feet and wiped it with, with her hairs and Christ said that sins are many are forgiven and she loved much from that day forward she loved so much that the day of death of Christ she was still loving Christ and that was what you see in Job chapter 20 say, can we find such a love like this and we saw that of Simon Peter who said I love you Lord I love you Lord but he fled when the soldiers attacked when Christ came back to show that same love that Christ loved us even when we were unlovable and he said he cornered Peter and brought Peter back that I want that commitment from you, Peter, Simon, the son of Jonah. And the commitment he was asking for is the commitment that he was he was asking, he said, does thou love me more than just eating and drinking as long as I'm preparing the food, I'm giving you the miracles, as long as the meat and the fish are coming, is that all the surface love you have? Peter said, I love you, Lord. But he said, you've got to feed my lambs now. Commitment to be to the work he has called him to do. Feed my sheep and a commitment to the work he has come to do. But to Simon to Sam Peter, maybe it's not sink deep yet. Because he said, he asked him more, one more time, Lovest thou me? And when it comes, God wanted the mouth and the heart to unite in what they are saying. When that is united, then the love is coming from within. And that is what God is looking for from his body in this end time. This is the love that God is asking for from individuals. This is the love that is asking for from the body of Christ to the bridegroom. And that is what love ought to be, even in a household, even in a family, even among the brethren, even from the body of Christ to the Lord Jesus Christ. The love that is described here, you may see then that if you, if, if you really understand what the Lord is saying here about this love, it, that is, it is beyond this surface love, it is beyond the the shallow love that human beings are used to is from the soul. That was why the Bible said the soul of Jonathan was knit 
to that of salt. That was what the Lord was talking about. Then you can see that there is almost like no way of describing it other than to say God is this love. Because what was written in First Corinthians chapter 13 that many of believers have, uh, have said this is the, the chapter of love look like nothing compared to what God is really talking about. Because this is talking about the, the, the manifestation of the law. This is manifestation, but the, where is it coming from? This, this divine love is coming from the soul. It's coming from the spirit, from the heart. We're going to say the heart, that is the soul of man. That was neat. Jonathan's soul be neat with that of David. That is what God was drawing out of Apostle Peter when he was asking those questions until it grieved him because he was saying it with his mouth without shallowly without really coming from the heart but that manifestation may be seen in first Corinthians chapter 13 but it's deeper than this and i will read chapter 13 and say now in verse 13 he said now abideth faith hope charity these three but the greatest of this is charity which is called love so charity is what people assume is the artificial the physical manifestation but the, what the what the agape love really is is a soulage coming from the heart from the from the bosom of God itself. And here is what the Bible says in First John chapter four, verse sixteen. And we have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. God is love and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. And I pray that the Lord will make these few words to sink deep into the eyes of all the years that we may begin to search for that 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 fire, that fire brand of love from the Holy Ghost. That when we begin to seek it, when we begin to practice it, and begin to long for it. The Bible said, the Holy Ghost himself, that he has already given us, we can do that love in our heart, that we begin to burn brighter and brighter, until it overwhelms us and engulfs us, until we know nothing else other than just that love for the body of Christ, for the work of the Lord, for the bridegroom himself, who is coming soon, because he's going to rapture the bride only when that love has come to the climax. And let us pray right now for the body of Christ, and say, Lord, we want you to touch us, to touch your body everywhere and help us to, to begin to practice this love, to begin to seek after this love, to begin to search and yearn for this love so that the Holy Ghost can really kindle it. He said, either seek it, find it. As we seek, the Holy Ghost will kindle this firebrand of love. As has been prophesied, so that this is the thing that the Lord has been waiting for and He will continue to delay His coming until love has overwhelmed the body of Christ. Let's go into praise the Lord. I'm going to read this extract from the prophecy of Jane Lead 1600 prophecy. And it continues about this love that God is waiting for. And before we go into prayer for the body of Christ, because we, we, we need the divine love in our body. And it may be universally bewailed that so much superficial, formal, and dead love is found both to God and one another. Hence, we do not wonder that the bridegroom makes no more haste, his bride wanting as yet her full vesture or robe of pure charity, without which she can never be said to be ready. For this 
is to be all our glory, both within and without, and to adorn her for love and delight. Therefore, all preeminence and honor give to love, taking all care to nourish it up in God, and there abound in God, and there abound in it towards one another. Now, this prophecy was simply prophesying that the Lord is waiting for this divine love in the body of believers. And it's commands asking everybody to begin to exercise that love. And I pray right now that uh, the Lord himself will burn this fire of love, we kindle this fire of love in your heart. And uh, I'm going to ask you to write to us so that we can send you some more literature that will be more defined on how to be ready for the Lord's coming. But if we are going to be all ready for the Lord's coming, this is one of the things we need. We need to be to be fervently in love with Jesus. You have to be fervently in love with Jesus. And what does that mean to be fervently in love with Jesus? We have to love one another also. Remember the first church, the apostles. Because of the love for Jesus, for the, for the work of God, they all laid down their lives and were all beheaded, crucified, persecuted in the first church in Rome. Many believers, many saints were killed by the, by the emperors, by the Caesars in the first church age. Now, God expects the body of believers to come back to that type of commitment. Like I said in this exhortation, that Christ was pulling that commitment from Apostle Peter when he said, Love it thou me more than this. And you have also have to say, Yes, Lord, I love you. Love it thou me more than this is what the Lord said. He wants that commitment. Commitment to him that make that made all the first believers of the first church to lay down their life for Christ. You have got to be committed to him. First be committed to one another, loving one another, accepting one another in love of Christ. Fervently, the Bible said, love must be fervent and not just lukewarm and cold. And I pray that the Lord will burn this fervent fire of love in the heart of every believer so that we can be all looking up because it's coming soon. But it's going to allow persecution to force it at the end of time. That is why if you read the book of Revelation chapter 13, the Bible said power was given unto the beast, the Antichrist, to wage war against the saints and to overcome them. God will allow this to push the believers into loving one another when people are laying down their lives, when the people are being, when, when properties are being seized, when pressure was being mounted, uh, is being mounted upon believers for the faith of Christ then people will ignore and forget their differences and just have the name of Jesus alone. What is what they are laying down their life for. That is coming soon, brethren. They begin to love one another right now. Even the man that you, the brother, the sister, or your wife, or your husband, that you all came to be Christians, and yet you can't even live with one another. The time is coming. If you don't begin to do it now, that may be persecution that we force it. And I pray that the Lord will make the the, the anointing of love itself to force begin to rouse up in all of you that are listening so that we can all begin to fervently love the work of God, fervently love Jesus, laying down our life for the brethren. The Bible said, Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Praise the Lord. I want you to write to, write to the Gospel Distribution Ministry on the internet. Our web address is gospeldistribution.org. Send us email and we shall send you some more exhortations. This has been Evangelist Julius Adewumi 
Gospel Distribution Ministry, Phoenix, Arizona, USA. God bless you.